Welcome to All Things Sleep and Parenting. I'm Pam. And I'm Elisa, and we are the founders of Restful Parenting. And I'm Heidi, the owner of Blossom Early Learning. Join us to chat all things sleep, parenting, development, and everything in between. Be sure to hit subscribe and share with your friends and family. Hello, and welcome to All Things Sleep and Parenting. On this week's episode... Uh, we are talking, this is a really fun one, and this is one, an ep- the topic that I have been talking about so much the last six weeks, and um, it's all about building independent play in our little ones. I think you've been talking about more than six weeks, but it's really noticeable for some reason. Yes, really, really noticeable uh, the last six weeks. So, hello everyone, I am Pam, and with me today I have Heidi. Hello. And Elisa. Hi. And we are going to jump in and chat all about independent play at all ages. So I think before we start, we always want to make sure anytime our little ones um, are getting into that kind of independent play, we do want to make sure that they're well fed, that diapers change, you know, it's a good time, all they're their not needs overtired, are met. Yep. all of their needs are met, they're feeling kind of happy and content, um, somewhat at least. And um, and you can stick by at close, close mm-hmm. by at first, or you can stick close by at first. So, so we're going to kind of break it up into ages and how we can actually get started. So this is something that independence and independent, not necessarily play, because from kind of a newborn, those first few months, they're not necessarily playing, but no. they are doing a lot of learning <clears throat> and observing and everything else while they have a few minutes to themselves. It does promote healthy development, healthy social development, learning to spend some time on their own. Um, we don't have to be entertaining them all the time. Yes, yeah, you're right. It, um, and this is something I'm finding, we're really hypersensitive to it for the first, usually four or five months, right? So any sound they make, we are at them or we're picking them up. Any Anything that happens, we are right there, right on top of them right away, which is what we want. We want to be responsive, especially with our new newborns, for sure. However, sometimes I feel like what can happen is we kind of go in with, like, this rescuing mentality. Mm -hmm. So baby is, you know, I've run to the bathroom, baby is on the floor playing, um, and it turns into kind of a... And, and we kind of drop everything and run and scoop them up. And I'm right here, I'm right here, I'm right here. Right? So, um, yeah. And sometimes, sometimes mid-pee, right? Yes. <laughs> Mid- you stop, mid-stream. You stop peeing and you go and you <laughs> rescue your child when really they were kind of only fussing, right? Yes. Yes. And that can start to, you know, grade away at you a little bit mentally, right? That you feel like you never, you, I can't even go pee. Yeah. Anymore. So that's not good either. But sometimes it's, I, you know, I see it in class. Sometimes um, mom and babe are sitting together on the floor and babe is trying to reach for a toy and not really fussing, but mom is just so in tune that she yes. just pushes it in his, so he doesn't even have to try for it anymore, right? Yes. And so then what we're doing is we're wiring the brain for if I just do this, I will get it. Absolutely. Where we want them to persevere. That's This is like the beginning of perseverance, learning to do something on my own, learning yeah. to be able to put my own shoes on, learning to finish this game, build this block tower. We 
we need to start it here. But it's so easy because we become so in tune to them that we're not even noticing that we're doing it. We're in mid conversation with another adult and we just push the toy closer because we see it in our peripheral. We hear it in the outskirts that we don't even make the connection that we've done it. Yeah. Yeah, and that's... With, go ahead. With so much, you know, tablet time and TV time and everything these days, and I'm not against that in any oh. way. My children do get their fair share of... Um, you know, TV time or tablet time. But with all of that going on today and with everything being so based on electronics, we are, it's so important for them to be able to learn how to play independently as well because that really helps build their imagination. Yes, mm. creativity, imagination, for sure. And and just as a little side note, uh, tablets, screen time is not considered independent time. No. That is considered... Right. Mom needs to make dinner. Here's your time to make sure that you're going to stay quiet and hang out. It's not a here's your time to play by yourself. Here's your independent time. So screen time definitely is not um, considered independent play quiet time. Well, quiet time, yes, but independent play wise. It's really nice for them to be able to have some time as well to like check in with themselves. If they're yes. always relying on someone else to play with them and you know help them learn how to play then they don't really get to check in with themselves and figure out what their likes and dislikes are when it comes to playing and what they like to do and all that stuff because they're always just kind of going with the flow of having someone entertain them at every second during the day yes so we want to build that independence so that as they get older they're beginning to you know, when you're implementing other independent skills, then they are able to do it a little bit more as well. Yes. And this, so so let's break it down and start right from the beginning. So like that zero to four months-ish age, we're, like I said, we're still very close. We're still um, by them, but we don't necessarily have to be on top of or you know, at their side. So like Heidi said, so the second that they kind of are reaching for something or can't get something, we're automatically there giving it to them, right? So, and that can start really small with um, putting them on the floor and giving them a few minutes to bat at their toys. You may only get five or 10 minutes from your one, two, three month old, but the goal and the idea is to start small, regardless, regardless of when you're starting, it's always going to be to start small and kind of build on it from there. Yeah. Even if, even if they're in the swing or something and you're kind of close to them and you are folding laundry yeah. on the floor beside them they or close be to them, right? In, in the swing. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and there are some families that want to hold baby and only hold baby and that is okay. But regardless if you're doing this at one month, if you're doing it at four months, there is going to come a time where you're going to have to pee without a baby in your hands or you're going to have to fold laundry. Or you're going to want to pee without a baby in your hands, <laughs> yes, right? Yes. Like, yeah, that's you can one. always do it. It's always <laughs> possible that you can hold your baby on your lap, but I personally prefer not to. And I prefer to pee without a baby on my lap. <laughs> Even when they're young and they're babies, 
independent time for them might be when you put them in that bouncy chair or whatever and you bring them into the bathroom while you take a shower. Yes. Something so simple, right? But oftentimes them being in that environment with the shower going, with the um, fan on, they like to be in that environment. It's nice and warm in there because mm-hmm. there's a little bit of steam, yeah. right? So, And then that also gives you an opportunity to not rush as soon as they make a little grunting sound, right? So you can do things while you're in the shower. If they start to fuss a little bit, maybe you're going to hurry up your shower and you're not going to take, you know, a 20 minute long shower if your child is already starting to fuss after the first five minutes, right? But then you're in the shower. You can't really rush to them right away, but you start by saying, I'm right here and I'm just taking a shower. Okay, I'm washing my hair now. I'm rinsing it out. I'm almost done. And even though they don't understand what you're (laughs) saying, you're making that attempt to talk to them a little bit before you then get out of the Mm -hmm. shower and then go scoop them up and take them into your arms, right? And I think you've just absolutely hit on one of the biggest pieces is as we talk through the different stages like the different ages and stages and stuff um we're gonna we're going to repeat this often talk 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 as you're starting to stretch that umbilical cord and give them a little bit more space talk before swooping in you always want to if you're in the dish in the kitchen doing the dishwasher you know mom's just about done i have two more plates left and then i'm done i'm coming to get you Right. So you're using those words or, you know, if your little one's very little and they they really ramp up quickly. Right. So they were fine when you left and 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 walked into the kitchen. Eight seconds later, they start losing their mind. You know, you don't want to, like, drop everything and run to them and scoop them up like, oh, my poor baby, because that's just going to reinforce that there was something for them to be fearful of. It's more of a. Oh my goodness, honey, I'm coming. I hear you. I hear you. Oh, honey, I'm right here. And then we pick them up. Um, And again, this is going to be all the way through. And as they get a little bit older, we're not going to pick them up right away. We're going to use our voice and then perhaps we'll offer like a little back rub or like a little tummy tickle and then pick them up. But that talking Mm -hmm. before swooping in is really, really, really important. And that's that first step to... stretching that umbilical cord, giving them a little bit more space, letting them be just that little bit more independent. Well, and not only that, but if we rush in and scoop them up, because let's say they were in their exercise or they were on the floor playing with their toys and they started to get frustrated with that or they didn't want it, they're bored with that now or they want to move on to something else. They just want you to come and pick them up. They start crying and we rush in there with this like, ah, it's okay, it's okay, and we're feeling all overwhelmed ourselves because they're upset, what is that saying to them? Yes, That is just telling them that they have a reason to be upset and perhaps even a little bit frightened or scared, right? Whereas if we do what Pam mentioned um, and we say, oh, I'm, I'm almost there. I just have another couple of things left and then here I'm coming. Yeah. Where are you? I'm right here, you know, and then you go in and do that little tickle first or that little like, oh, hi, clap your hands or something, then take them out. Then it's kind of telling them that, oh, okay, well, she's, she's calm and, you know, collected about this. So maybe I'm okay by yeah. myself for a little bit. Yes. And if you're finding, you know, that your little one is, 
having a hard time of doing five, ten minutes of independent to play, that's your flag to let you know that this is something that you need to work on. Yes. Like if you can't do a ten minute shower without them getting really upset or yes. you having to peek around the corner every 30 seconds from the shower curtain, this is a, a good sign that this is something that you need to work on. And it's always supporting first with words. Um, you're in the shower, they're starting to freak out, you peek around and go, I'm right here, I'm just having a shower, honey. And then you yes. go back to it, right? Just doing that little bit of check-in. Um, but it can be hard. Yes, absolutely. Because then you think, okay, well, I'm not going to check in at all. And then you're like, well, now I, he's really upset. So it's it's hard to find that balance in the beginning of when to step in, when not to step in. It's tricky. Yeah. And that super important part, you're not going to do this when they're tired and they're ready to go to bed in yes. five minutes. You're not going to then yes. hop into the shower, right? <laughs> yes. Because then, yes, you're going to get a, a baby who is very upset after just five minutes because they're tired now. And now I'm overtired and you're in the shower and I just want you to be over here holding me. So doing it at the right time. Yeah. And so for our little, little guys, right? So that can be setting them up on their space on the floor. That can be setting them up in the swing. That can be um, in the bouncy chair, just watching you in the kitchen, right? Like it, they don't have to be stimulated and overstimulated at every single turn right like in the bouncy chair while you're doing the dishes or while you're doing the dishwasher and you're kind of chatting and there's music on that's absolutely okay here's a little toy to play with you know they'll throw it on the floor pick it up every once in a while but that's okay it's, it's them having that space and being able to either observe or take in their own um, their own environment without all of the extra distractions of everything else that's going and on. And sometimes they just m might need like a little bit of a refocusing. So maybe they're bored of that toy, put, yes. bringing in a new toy. doesn't have to be a complete, you know, pick up and rescue situation. Yes, absolutely. Um, for our next stage, like that six-ish months, that's typically when we start to develop that cause and effect, right? So... I do this, you do that. And this is where I find my little ones who haven't had a lot of independent play, they really get into that, I'm frustrated everywhere I am, mm. right? They get into that like, ah, pick me up, right? Especially if, if that's what they're used to. I make a sound, I scoop, you make a sound, I scoop you up find something else for you to play with. Oh, you're done there? Okay, scoop you up and I put you in another station. Oh, you're done there? I scoop you up and put you in another station. So instead of allowing our children the opportunity to be like, oh, are you all done with this toy? Do you want to try this toy instead? Or here's some toys just kind of a little bit out of your reach, try and reach over for them, that kind of stuff. We're just picking them up and sending them over to another station, to another station, without really kind of letting them feel any of that frustration. Um, and chatting through it. Yes. Right? Not just picking up and replacing. We're like, oh, would you like to do something different? Here, let's come over here and try this for a little bit. Yeah. And for some people, chatting to their babies, it doesn't come naturally. No. Um, so I kind of encourage my moms to kind of just, whatever you're saying internally, just say it out loud. Mm -hmm. um, if you don't have an internal voice, what you're pretty much doing is just kind of broadcasting everything you're doing. Mm -hmm. Here I am. I'm coming down the hall. I'm almost here. Oh, here I am. I'm just around the corner. Hello. Here I am. So we're just kind of like... <laughs> 
like anything that we're doing, I'm just finishing this, I'm working on this, I'll be here in one second, that kind of stuff. So we're really using our words. Mm -hmm. um, and so, don't focus so much on them understanding what you're saying because it doesn't yes. really matter, right? <laughs> They're not going to understand that you only have three more dishes. They don't know what that means at six yes. months. But they know that that someone is talking to me from another room and that person's voice sounds calming and yes. soothing rather mm -hmm. than that person's voice sounding really, really um, anxious. It's right? really, it's really important. And I, we've said it a couple of times, but our little ones, you know, it's no different than if you've walked into a room and your best friends have just had a massive fight and you've walked into the kitchen right after them and you're like, Okay, so um, something's happening here. Our little <laughs> ones who have lived inside of us and who know us through and through, they are going to feel, if you're calling from the other room going, oh, I'm coming, honey, I'm coming, oh my goodness, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. They're going to feel, they're not hearing what you're saying. They're not saying hearing that you're saying sorry. They're hearing that panic and they're mm -hmm. feeling, when you pick them up, they're mm -hmm. feeling like, oh my gosh, I let you cry. Oh, I'm mm -hmm. such a bad mom and I shouldn't have let you do that. And oh my goodness, they're, that's what they're feeling. Mm -hmm. They're not feeling that, oh, okay, no, I'm totally, I'm totally safe and secure in this spot. I just was a little frustrated because I was bored of it, but I'm still safe. Well, right? And we pick up on this all the time, more than we know. Like, if you ever gone to you know get blood work done and you got a new person you can yes. just tell that they're <laughs> nervous and you're like wait a minute you're supposed to know what to do here i'm a little more nervous now because i see you picking that thing up and putting that back down and then you just were shaking a little bit and you dropped the the band put around my arm i'm like uh i don't think both of us are gonna like this experience <laughs> right you can feel it you pick it absolutely. up absolutely absolutely and i think it's really really important to remember that our little ones are picking that up from us as well so if if they're having their little independent play and you're very concerned that they are going to start to fuss or start mm -hmm. to get upset and you're just kind of sitting there in anticipation they're going to feel that mm -hmm. so if you do feel like that going into the other room you're especially this age if they're not mobile yet right you can you can go into put them on the floor in the living room and go into the kitchen for 30 seconds a minute you're not leaving them for 25 minutes um but if they're not mobile and you can put them in, in one spot, then they can um, stay there while you're getting little things done around the house. Yeah, or step aside a little bit and maybe go to the other side of the room even and yes. enjoy your coffee on the couch while your baby plays on the floor. Yeah, and then you so just that say, you're oh, not... I'm over here. Look, mommy's over here. Yeah, yes. and then that way you're not as tempted to overhelp them mm -hmm. when they're on the floor playing mm -hmm. if you're, you know, across the room enjoying your coffee on the couch mm -hmm. rather than sitting right beside them on the floor because at that point they start to fuss and automatically your hand is going over to touch them and to yes. move the toy or to, you know, touch them <laughs> in some way. Whereas intuitively. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's too tempting, right? It is. it is. And that's one of the pieces of like stretching that umbilical cord is instead of sitting right beside them, sit across the room for them so that exactly that, if they do start to kind of, eh, 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 you're like, oh, okay. Okay, I guess I'll, I'll get up. I'll put my coffee down. I'll get up. And then you get halfway across the room and you're like, oh, you figured it out. Okay, I guess you didn't need me. <laughs> right? And, and, and that, and it's come up, the, uh, um, you know, in the next few episodes, it's going to come up a few times as well. But we don't know what they can do if we don't give them that opportunity. Absolutely. Right? So 
we're right there, we're doing it for them, and then it's kind of like, oh my gosh, I, I mean, I need to pee, so I'm just gonna leave you here, and then you go run for a pee, and you come back, and you're like, oh, why, why have I been doing this for you for the last three months, or three weeks, because you totally just did that on your own. Mm -hmm. So sometimes giving, well, not sometimes, stretching that umbilical cord, giving them that space, allows them the opportunity to try, and then also gives us that like more of that oh you can do this because in all of our parenting and it's gonna go you're gonna see this through all of the stages we do it do it do it and then step oh back. my goodness yes okay so my daughter's 16 and um we made what did we make something that was really jiggly in uh like a cake pan or something jello <laughs> no but she had to put it in the oven and so i was like gonna say let me do it or be careful because it might spill. And I, I was so proud of myself because I didn't say anything and I just stepped back and watched and I thought, what better way to learn that I need to be extra careful with this than spilling it myself. Yes. And she did it like perfectly in there. Um, oh, it was a quiche and oh, it was like right yes. to the brim of the crust. <laughs> and oh, she was I like, I said, well, put it on a pan because then, you know, if it does spill, and then I was like, oh, step back. And I didn't say anything else. And she was like super careful. So it still happens even when they're not children yes. and they're teenagers and adults. Yeah. We just, we, we, that's what we do. We do it for them because we just do it. It's usually faster. It's easier. Less mess to clean up yeah, if I do it. Yeah, we get into the yeah. habit of it. And then. Because and... quiche in the oven, like that would be a. <laughs> I know. I was really proud of quiche. myself. <laughs> and she didn't spill it. That would it. be a disaster. She was totally capable of it. Yes. Of course she was. Yeah. Yes. But that's one of those things yep, that yep. you step in and do, and then you're like, oh, shoot, you will have to learn how to do that, though, when you're an adult. So um, maybe oh, I can think of hundreds of times in one day where I mm -hmm. probably overhelp sometimes, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, putting that hat on of being mindful that you're giving them the opportunity because they learn more through yes. doing those activities and seeing what the outcome is, then they learn by us telling them what the outcome could be, right? Oh, there's so much. Like, think of as your child gets older. Okay, well, I'm not going to let them wash the pots and pans because you really have to scrub and they might splash water on the floor. Yep. Okay, how better to learn than, yes, you have to scrub hard. Oh, look, you scrub too hard. You splashed water on the floor. Now you have to wipe it up. Yeah. Yeah. So I what happens be, right? is we just end up That's doing all the, the stuff I was and then getting frustrated because we're the only one who does anything. I was watching a show the other day and they were moving her into college and the mom was explaining how to start the washing machine. And I was like, day one of moving is not the day that you teach them how to do laundry. <laughs> and laundry is so simple. It's not like in 1920s where you had to hand crank yes. everything. It's push a button almost. Yes. It's the same cycle yeah. almost for every load. Yeah, like exactly. But this my, is... My four and eight-year-old know how to do yes. that. Yes, yeah. But this <laughs> is... Because they like it. <laughs> this is where it starts though, right? Yes. It's we do, do, do. We don't allow them that opportunity to try. We just do it for them. And then it turns into a child who we do everything for them. And then it turns into a preschooler and a school age and, and then it's it, so easy it is oh my gosh is it ever easy and then and then to it turns it into them, I mean. yeah. teenagers who aren't able to do stuff for themselves right so it's we're building on this as that long term um and not even long term like if 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 we have a six month old or an 18 month old or a two-year-old who's never played alone before 
At three years old. It's exhausting. Guess what your job is nine hours out of the day. That's exhausting. One on one. Yeah. Playing at all yeah. times. Yeah. And that becomes very draining for you yeah. as a parent. Um, I've seen this many, 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 many times where they don't even have even a minute to themselves mm-hmm. all day long, especially mm-hmm. with our three and four year olds who aren't sleeping anymore. So that's all day. Yeah. And I find that they get bored of the activities when you're doing them constantly with them, right? They're yes. five minutes and they're done. They're, they want to move on to the next. Whereas when they have that independent play, they can stretch that time out on their own because they're using their own imagination and creativity. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's so, really like that as we get into that that older kind of 12, 13, 14, 15, 18 month age, they're really starting to like they're really starting to with that play, they're starting to okay, what's different? What's the same? How can I group this? Let's line up this. Let's look at this. Um and then they're getting into uh, a lot of that creativity and imagination like I Ireland had gosh she had the best imagination she does that kid. she, she still, still does, does. Um, for games that she just comes up with I know with no supplies at all yeah <laughs> yes. we've got rocks and water here's a game I'm like oh my god it's amazing <laughs> oh and now it's windy so now you have to wait till the wind blows I'm like what <laughs> um, but it, it, it's such, I mean, that has saved her so much. And even just uh, mm-hmm. as a teenager Problem now, solving. Yeah, absolutely. Like that creativity and the things they will become imaginative with. Like, gosh, we, so Ireland was probably two-ish. She would have just turned two. We picked up a bunch of pumpkins. We had a lot of little, little pumpkins because I had all the daycare, or the child care um, children. So we had a lot of little pumpkins and she probably spent easily two to three hours with these seven or eight pumpkins and she lined them up and down the stairs. <laughs> she had all of her stuffies each had a pumpkin. They had a pumpkin yeah. tea party. Like so much fun. She just brought these seven, eight pumpkins everywhere through the whole main floor of the house and created so many different games and activities and just everything else with like and now this is Teddy's pumpkin and now this is so-and-so's pumpkin and it was just great like it was just it was amazing to see but you don't just get that at three you you have to start early to be able to build up that tolerance to be able to build up that imagination and creativity my daughter my daughter's favorite game is to play with her dolls and her stuffies and she will wrap up so she'll take all the little toys that her dolls have or the little accessories so like baby bottles Mm -hmm. soothers for her dolls um their clothes or things that she finds around the house she'll take those she will wrap them up in paper you know construction paper (laughs) lined paper whatever paper she can find she'll wrap them up in there with some tape or if she doesn't have tape she'll use other things and then she sets them all up and has a birthday party for oh one doll so and so she'll have everything <laughs> set up and like I've gone in and just kind of like <laughs> peeked in on her when she's playing these games and it's the cutest thing because <sighs> she's talking to her like she's making the dolls talk interact amongst and, each other yeah. and they interact this with each other she interacts with them <laughs> oftentimes i'll hear her parenting her dolls the I same yes, kind of way yes. that i parent her yeah. right so she'll be saying those things and repeating them um 
And it's just, she'll entertain herself for sometimes hours wow. doing this. Or trick-or-treating is another one. Yes. Like the, do- the stuffed animals go trick-or-treating so and they do this. And it's just so cool to watch this happen. But mm-hmm. she's also been, I've been working on independent play with her for a while, right? And sometimes it can be really hard, if, especially if, like, you have, like, a three-ish-year-old and you're like, oh, geez, I ain't getting a break at all and I am tired of doing puzzles yeah. and playing yep. Barbies. Um, so sometimes you kind of have to give yourself an activity. So say it's like you're making the grocery list or something, and so they're doing something beside you, and they're they're trying to, like, Mommy, you put this on. Oh, no, Mommy's got to do her work right now. You can do it. Show me how you can do yeah. it. I want to see... I want to see you do it first. You try. And so you're like, oh, I've got to do my work. So I've had some little ones in the Kinderbugs program who would just follow me around or just sit on the, the bench or the bear and not do anything. They wouldn't even initiate play. So yes. we would have to kind of, oh, let's find something on the shelf. Okay, you come and sit beside me. I'm going to do this activity and you do this activity. And I think you nailed that um and, and bringing that, uh, what Elisa said in the beginning as well, is it's okay to say, oh, mom's doing or Miss Heidi's doing her work. You need you need to have or I'm having, mom's having her coffee. I'm sitting and having my morning coffee. So you guys get to go and play. Like, this is your time to go and play. You get to go and play. Um, and I think that is a really big piece. Like, people need to know. Mom's, we, need to, we need to recognize that it's okay to say, I'm having my coffee it is your turn to play now. I'm doing my work. It is okay for you to go and play on your own. I would much, even in a, like a daycare situation, I would much rather see a uh, a childcare worker um, monitoring play rather than being the, the, the part of the play where it's like, yes. okay, now I think I would like mashed potatoes with chicken for... For supper, and so then they go off and make the mashed potato. Like so, the the childcare pro is actually just micromanaging the play. Okay, can you draw me um, a man in a boat fishing? No, step back. Let them create whatever they want. You don't have to even give them ideas. Okay, maybe you could do starfish animals, and you could do farm animals. Too much micromanaging. Step back and just let them play. And if they need you, you can come in and say, Oh, do you need more crayons? Do you need markers instead? Yeah. You don't have to facilitate it. Yeah, right. I, I also find sometimes with little ones who maybe haven't had the opportunity to play a whole lot independently um, when they were little, little, I find sometimes when they come into a new space or when they come into a space that, even their own space that just has too much. Oh, yes. We always mm-hmm. think mm-hmm. the playroom, right? And, and, and playrooms are one of those things that you're like, how the heck? Did we accumulate this much crap in two years? Um, But what happens, especially with our older guys, like that 18 months and over, if there's too much stuff in their space, it's so overwhelming for them. They don't know what to play with or where to even play, right? So um, oftentimes, and I did this um, a lot, uh, as Elisa did as well with her childcare, I had minimum toys out. Like, we had... Um, whatever they were interested in, right? So I would have, yes, I would have a couple of different variations of toys or activities, but I had very minimal out so that anything that they took out to play with, they were actually playing with versus, oh, I'm going to take this out. Oh, I'm going to take this out. Oh, I'm going to take this out. And they're playing with everything for five to ten seconds. Mm -hmm. 
taking it out off of the shelves and then going and grabbing something else, grabbing something else. And then else. cleanup becomes a huge challenge. Cleanup becomes hard, hard for you and them. Oh, that's a whole other that's topic. A, that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> come up. back. Yeah, tidy. come back for the tidying <laughs> up um, and teaching that. But, but taking stock of how much, you know, that's like going into a room that's been become kind of your catch-all, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of pet families that move into a new house, they have, like, that one room that they don't need, so it becomes new a catch-all. House. Yeah. <laughs> so, Sorry, so... but I still have a room like that. <laughs> I don't have enough rooms in my house, but I would. I, I guess don't know anybody room. who doesn't have a room <laughs> like know. that. But then you walk in and you're they like... They say they don't have a room like that, don't trust them. <laughs> <laughs> but you walk in and you're like, I just, I don't even know where to start. Exactly. This is so overwhelming, yeah. I just don't even know where yep. to start. So for a child who's going into a room that is full of toys, they just don't even know where to start. They can't get that quality play because they're like, oh, squirrel, oh, squirrel, oh, look at this over here, look at that over there. So really taking stock, minimizing those toys. Um, and then I also did, especially like my three, four, five, I don't know what to play with, I don't know what to do. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to help. I'll give you two options. Mm-hmm. You can either do your Play-Doh and this, or you can sit and you can build. Well, well, those are your options. If you want my help, those are my two ideas for you. Or you can choose something mm-hmm. else. Exactly. And that always, <laughs> well, I think I'm going to play with my dolls. Okay, off you go. But it's that like, yeah. mm, will you come and play with me? It's will you come and do it like for me? They're trying to bring you back in. I want to play dolls. Come play with me. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. And that's like that three three, two and a half, three to kind of five and older. Mm -hmm. Um, Those are the fun, I I don't know, that's what I liked. Those are the toys that I liked, like the the pet shops, the figurines, the Mm -hmm. dinosaurs, the Mm -hmm. tea sets, the kitchen, boys and girls. Um, That kitchen is definitely one of those things that you get great wear out of. Such a great toy to have all the way from, like, one year old yes. and up because yeah. they start to learn how to pull themselves up. Then they're learning about oh, um, just opening and closing skills, all the yeah, right. Just so much helping with the, clean the dishes, and you can play. They can play restaurant with that as they get older. They have all the food that they can put together. Mm-hmm. They yes. can just put things into places. They do. Right? They put like it in it's... there. They close the door. They open back up. They take it back out. And you're like, what are <laughs> yeah. you even doing? I mean, it's like a I magic had... door. <laughs> Still there. I had many times where they would put the babies into the microwave. Yes. So they'd take the babies and they'd put the babies into the microwave. And yeah. I remember saying, oh, that's interesting that you're putting a baby in the microwave, right? But for them, it's just they're putting just things into it. And yeah. You know? Yeah. Opening so doors, closing great. doors, stuffing things in, taking things out. Yeah. Um, Doctor kits are yes. another one that I love because, again, they can play, they can, you know, help each other if it's two or three or four children mm-hmm. playing. Um, or they can play that with their, their animals. They yes. can play it with their dolls. Love. They can play yep. it with their stuffies, you know, anything. Yep, because even if they don't have a sibling to play with, there's still lots that they can do oh, yeah. independently and on their own. Um, yeah. And the doctor kit is one of them that's really fun. I, Doc McStuffins is good for that too because she does it all <laughs> yeah. of her stuffies, right? So it shows them yeah. kind of that mm-hmm. stuffy stuff as well. Train sets. Lego. Legos yeah. are great, especially as they start to get a little bit older. Um, and the, yeah, like stuffed animals, like, oh my gosh, I hate stuffed animals. I have like a love-hate relationship with stuffed animals. Me but too, but... Gosh, they love them. I they do, and man, oh man, like they, my kids can play hours with their stuffed animals. Like, 
Yeah. Gosh, they could do so much with it. Like, oh my goodness. Ireland used to, the doctor stuff, like all of her stuffies would have all the bandages and the gauze and then, yeah. Another great one is, when it's warm outside, is water play. Yes. And it can just be like a huge... Tupperware bowl with water and some measuring cups. It doesn't have to be a fancy, you know, water table. Um, give them a couple of containers, some old sour cream containers even, and they're putting in the dirt and the rocks and the grass and they're making potions. And it, it is a little bit messy, but it's so much fun for it them. It digging really in is. the dirt. Like if you're gardening, say, okay, I'm planting flowers here. Can you dig me a hole over here? And they're just, they'll dig in that hole forever. <laughs> you'll yeah. be done the flowers and you'll be like, okay, we need to find the dirt to put back in that hole now. <laughs> the potions is one I love though, because oh, they'll, they'll go around and they'll find like flowers to put into it. Yes. They'll find grass, they'll this, find oh, look anything, at this right? rock. This is a special rock. <laughs> my, yeah. my guys have gone out. Um, I actually had to. We, we brought it down to one colander strainer, <laughs> but they were allowed to take one. I have a few of them, so they were allowed to take one, and that's their big thing now. They play in the creek, taking all the rocks oh, gosh, and straining yes. all the rocks, yeah. washing so all the rocks. So much fun. Yeah, it is. They must have, it's the previous life yes. they were in the gold rush, maybe. Oh, uh, I don't, the rocks, <laughs> children for rocks. Gold. I feel like at, like, from 18 months on, that is like, ooh, shiny rock put it in my pocket put it in my pocket yeah. like i the amount of rocks that i my kids come home with in their pockets i know and then you like yeah. throw something in the washing machine or in the dryer and you're like oh that, there was rocks in that one i <laughs> know the have... way that the way that dre was getting um away with it was because he was saying that he was bringing them home for me they were <laughs> present for me That's so, so he was filling no. his pockets daily with rocks and then when I'd say, oh, my goodness, buddy, you brought home a bunch of rocks again because I'd empty out his <laughs> pants yeah. and rocks would just come out, right? Yep. But they were for you, mummy. <laughs> I got them for you. <laughs> so Smart. Cute. Um, but, yeah, like, literally, like, a colander and, and the creek, and they are, like, rocks. They're washing. They're rinsing. They're, like... Buy a new appliance, give them the box. Yes. Oh, especially <laughs> yeah. in the summer. Oh, my goodness. It is the best. And then so this is something I like to do is give them, like, the golf tees, and they just love punching holes in it. Yes. Right? They're in making the box. Just, in the yeah, box. They just over idea. and over and over. Oh, I like so that. So simple. It is. And, and a lot of that stuff is... It's just a matter of kind of redirecting them and getting them back on track and starting small, right? We're not going to expect if our, my three-year-old has never played by themselves, I'm not going to expect them to be able to play for an hour. But, you know, maybe we're going to go with 10 minutes this week and then we're going to go with 20 minutes next week. And we're going to set timers on so they can, mm -hmm. um, you know, start to recognize that time and then they know when they're done. Mm -hmm. um, and then as they get older... My biggest thing is is as they get older, like older children, I'm bored, especially with summer holidays coming up. I'm bored. There's nothing to do. If you're bored, then that means you have time to clean. So if you can't find anything <laughs> yeah, to do, I can give you some things I to do. I will find some great things to do. And this has actually worked a couple of times because, well, it always works because they never want to have to do chores. But Oscar's <laughs> like, okay, what do you have for me? I'm like, you can do windows, you can do floors. He's like, I'll wash your windows and mirrors. So I was like, okay, perfect. Here's your cloth. I wet it for him. And then he went and washed all my windows and, and uh, mirrors. So I was like, oh, that worked out well. Still bored? Because I've got more chores for you. <laughs>
<laughs> That's awesome. Yes. Just take it slow, right? Whatever you worked on today. Through words. Yes, whatever in. you worked on today, build on that for tomorrow and just mm -hmm. kind of stretch a little bit more, a little bit more, and really try and stretch your comfort zone, their comfort zone. Mm -hmm. um, and if it didn't work out so well today, not a big deal because tomorrow is a new day, right? right? So try again. You, this is definitely something you're the going more, to go. The more you expose them to it, the yes. more comfortable they're going to become with it. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Everything. Yep. So any questions, concerns, comments, um, we'd love to see you in the Facebook group, All Things Sleep and Parenting on Facebook. Join us there. Um, pop your questions in and let us know any thoughts or comments. Thanks, guys. Thanks for joining us on today's episode. We so appreciate that you've taken that time to come and hang out with us and listen to what we have to say. If you are struggling with sleep or parenting, please know that we have loads of free information on the website um, as well as on the YouTube channel. But if after you've read through everything and you've watched those videos, if you're still struggling, know that you're not alone and that we would love to help. So be sure to check out the website, www.restfulparenting.com. You'll find the link to book your free 15-minute call right there. And if you have any comments or anything you'd like to share with us, please leave them below in the comments. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks.